Hello, everybody. My name is Jarlo Alano. I'm one of the co-founders of GMB Fitness. I'm here with my good buddy, Rose Caluccia for the hi. GMB Fitness Podcast. Hi, Rose. Say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. And as you know, GMB stands for Great Mythbusters. That's Great Mythbusters. And that's what we're going to do in this podcast. We're going to be talking about flexibility, flexibility and mobility, all the kind of myths associated with stretching. Um, we've talked a lot about this before in, in various articles. Uh, in the show notes, we'll link to all of those. But I think it's great to have a podcast kind of directly uh, uh, addressing all of these things. And Rose came up with a bunch of great questions. Uh, we've gotten a lot of questions in the emails and social comments and, and all that stuff. And they're all good. I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. So hopefully we mm -hmm. can uh, dispel a lot of these myths and, and get you thinking about it and uh, using it in, in a way that works best for you. All right. So uh, yeah. where do you want to jump in, Rose? Let's, uh, let's start with the big question of flexibility versus mobility. What is the difference and is one better than the other? Right. Um, so this is a big one and it's kind of funny to me because – it's all kind of semantics and technicalities and things. Uh, when everyone thinks of flexibility, uh, they're thinking about how well you can move, right? Can you touch your toes, do all that kind of stuff? And that's even how I think about it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, but in the last, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 years or whatever, especially with, you know, personal trainers and all that being more in vogue, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, tech, being knowledgeable and being technical is good. Right, but you have to put it in context, and you have to put it in in prag pragmatic stuff. So, technically, flexibility is like muscle length, or the okay. ability for your muscles to tolerate stretch, the muscles themselves, right? And it's generally associated with it being passive. So, can you uh, take your? Let, let's just do it something simple, right? You have your hamstrings attached to your hip and into your legs. And if your uh, knee is straight, then that hamstring, the hamstrings themselves are as taut as they're going to be. So you bend over to try and touch your toes. That's flexibility, right? Mm -hmm. The same thing with uh, the biceps and your elbow, like your upper arm. If you stretch out your arm fully straight, that's stretching, uh, that's flexibility of the biceps. If mm -hmm. it doesn't uh, let you fully stretch out, uh, and that happens, right? After injuries, all that kind of stuff. It's just not as common as, say, tight hamstrings. You can't feel it. Mm -hmm. So flexibility is, is that. It's usually associated with pass passivity. But that's what it is. All the structures that allow you to move a joint through its full range of motion. Mm -hmm. Now, when people talk about mobility, mobility as a whole, like general body mobility, is the ability to move actively through space. So mobility, even in therapy, is can you get up off the ground? Can you get off a chair? Can you get in and out of the car? You know, these kind of transfers when you, you know, go to physical therapy, perhaps you're in the hospital, we talk about transfers, we talk about mobility like that. And mobility in terms of joint mobility is uh, can you actively take your arm through space, your leg through space? Right. And so those two kind of got uh, a versus, right? Mm -hmm. Flexibility totally. versus mobility. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, you're going to be like, of course, you want to be able to move actively. So mobility is better than flexibility. But that's silly. You need both. You don't have mobility without flexibility. Right. You don't. You have to get it first. If you have uh, a tightness in your hamstring, right? and you work on stretching, whether it's static or active or whatever, you improve your flexibility. Do you necessarily move, uh, improve your mobility from that? Not so much, but you need that base to improve your mobility, right? right. So it's sort of a straw man thing. And the people that are kind of really, you know, really on once, you know, that kind of mobility train, uh, first of all, the people that are really knowledgeable and know what they're doing, they know this already. They know this, right? It's the mm -hmm. people that sort of, you know, it's just the sort of versus mentality that's you know, prevalent. You got to have your niche. You got to have your thing, 
right? So for me, it's always been together, right? Uh, and if you talk about, if we want to talk about our programs and like our method and all that stuff that we've been doing for, with GMB, that's what it is. It's always been intertwined, whether I called it focus flexibility, right? Or whether we call it mobility, we've always had them intertwined together. There was no mm -hmm. separation. The only separation was in portions of the training or even 30 seconds of the training versus the next minute of the training. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. So I hope that helps a little bit. That's the main thing is like, Oh, is it active? Is it passive? But really they're all, all together. Right. And that's why when you, people say stretching, stretching doesn't work or stretching does this. Right. Well, I'm you have to define that next. Right. You have to define what stretching is. Right. And again, I'm being really pragmatic. And when, when something comes to mind and people think stretching, what does it mean? Does it mean just kind of sitting down on your butt, reaching forward for a couple of seconds, trying to touch your toes? Is that stretching? Sure. Right. Right. But is that the best way for you to stretch? Is it, uh, is it how we do it? No. Right. So talk a little bit more about what would be helpful stretching. Um, because, you know, we get that question a lot, like, well, does stretching even work? Like, right, right. How, should I do it? Like, how mm -hmm. much should I do it? Um, when should I do it? So, like, what's, what, what's kind of the approach that GMB has taken with stretching? Right. Um, stretching. Okay. So one of the myths too, and it's on both sides, like whether stretching is like the best thing you can do ever. Right. Uh, and here's something that I made people mad years ago, like probably even like when we first started, it was like, you don't have to do yoga. Right. Everyone, not everyone loves yoga, but if you like yoga, most of the time you love it, you love it. Right. And I did too. I freaking, I still do it occasionally. Right. And I've had great yoga teachers. One of my best ones, uh, my best teachers I ever had was a uh, Kathy Louise Broda over in uh, Honolulu. She does purple yoga with her husband, Glenn uh, Ashtanga. Did that. Did that. You, you wake up five in the morning, you go, I scooted right. over. I scooted over, uh, you know, class started at six. It was awesome. And I did that for months, six days a week. Loved it. We don't, I did it because I liked it. I didn't do it because it was stretching and stretching was awesome. Right? So if you like yoga, you should do it. If you like stretching, you should do it because one of the things you can't argue with is that stretching for a lot of people makes you feel better. You know, whether that's in your head or whatever, it doesn't matter. How am I going to, if you're going to say it makes me feel better, who am I to say, no, it doesn't. That's stupid. That's stupid. So first of all, that's, that's the thing I want to say. In general, stretching out, moving out your body feels good. And then mm -hmm. it allows you to do more, right? If you have a little tweaks and strains and then you know that uh, stretching out for a few minutes helps you and then helps you do your workout, that's it. You should do it, right? That's it. Now, in terms of stretching for performance and the things that we like to do, you know, GMB, stretching helps you get into different positions. You also can't argue with that, right? Acrobats, dancers, martial artists, you know, other performing artists, performing athletes. If you have to get into certain ranges of motion, then you have to stretch. You mm -hmm. just have to. Not saying that everyone has to. I'm saying that if you are in a sport or an activity, Let's even just say rock climbing. Right. That's a good one. You know, we have That's a, a really good one. We have a bunch of climbers, you know, that are clients and, and trainers, Mercedes over here in Seattle. They'll tell you if you're trying to traverse and you can't stretch your foot out to that, that foothold or your hand to that handhold, you're going to have a hard time and it's not right. as fun. So what, do you, what does stretching doesn't work mean for that? It totally works. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have an example we were talking a little bit earlier for yourself on the, mm -hmm. on the, uh, apparatus. Was it mm -hmm. not trapeze, but well, I think it was the I ropes was doing, and stuff. I was doing rope. Yeah. Yep. And I, um, my shoulder started bothering me and it's my tighter shoulder. And I think I was asking too much from it. I was asking for too, too big of a range than I can really get into easily. 
Right. And so that just makes sense that you had to stretch and work on getting into that range and, and in and out of that range. Now, if you weren't doing ropes, right, and you're just yeah, doing everything yeah, throughout, the, throughout your day and, and you're, you're active, right? So that's like a special case. So a lot of times for stretching, they are all special cases mm-hmm. because, uh, for example, running. Running is what uh, a lot of us people, uh, fitness professionals, therapists, it's, it's a mid-range activity. It is. You don't have to be flexible at all to run. And most runners aren't flexible. Most flexibles aren't. You know, and I'm not saying like striding up hills, you know, downhill, that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying stretching isn't useful for runners, but stretching doesn't, isn't necessarily to improve your range of motion for running unless you are very, <laughs> right? Unless you are, uh, say your ankles are so tight, you can't even get that five, 10 degrees. Then mm-hmm. you stretch. Then you're talking about rehab. Then you're talking about all of these things. But in general, walking, running, you don't need to stretch out. You know, you don't need to stretch out, but it does help a lot for warming up and again, getting people uh, feeling better. And uh, right. Cause people will come off a long run and be like, Oh, my calves are so tight right. or I feel my quads a lot and right. stretching and so, can help you right. feel better. Afterwards, you spend a few minutes, right? Before you spend a few minutes, those types of things uh, for martial arts stuff, right? Kicking. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or even in like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and grappling and wrestling. Here's another thing too. So stretching by itself doesn't necessarily, uh, isn't necessarily injury preventative. There's lots of studies that say that you're not gonna, uh, they did a lots of studies, especially for like the hamstring pulls, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Stretching your hip, like, you know, all those kinds of stuff. And there was no correlation. And that makes sense to me. Doesn't make sense. That makes sense to me. But if you're in something like you said, working on like trapeze and ropes, and you have to get into these different positions, that makes sense to me. Uh, for jujitsu, I've been so many times where people have put me in, in like these elbow locks and all these things. And if I wasn't flexible enough, I would have to tap or whatever. But I was fine because I was able to do it. Knee bars, all that type of stuff. You know, this is sort of esoteric, but people that do this, they understand. Like I had a friend of mine, Gordon, he put me in like a knee bar or something like even a few months ago. He's like, he's like, oh, you didn't tap. I was like, yeah, man, I was fine. Right. <laughs> right? I was fine. Those type of specialized things. That's when it's injury preventative, in my opinion. Right. Or handstands. Like we do a lot of handstands right. at GMB. And if you don't have great shoulder mobility and flexibility and wrist Right. Flexibility, you're probably at some point going to start feeling those areas getting yeah. tight or maybe a little painful. Absolutely. <clears throat> and so they, these are the kind of special case things. And so that's what we do, though, right? Our body weight programs work a lot on locomotion, you know, inversion, these types of things, or even with our legs, lots of, lots of stance work of lunges and, and twisting. That's why we would do flexibility because for the majority of people, they need flexibility work to get into those positions and do them and feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Cause you can actually for a lot of this stuff, you can gut through it, right? Oh, I'll just, I'll just do it, but it doesn't feel good. Then why do you want to do right. it? Right. So, you know, these are the types of myths that you sort of, uh, well, yeah, stretching doesn't work. Well, what do you mean by doesn't work? It, one of the things I like, and I'll tell you, it really doesn't work because I've, tried it for years and years and years is that you know the muscles delayed onset muscle soreness you get after working out you know whether it's lifting weights or doing any kind of thing stretching does not help that i wish it did because i would totally do it right it helps you feel better for a little bit for a minute and then like (laughs) 30 minutes later you're like oh yeah so what are you gonna do stretch like every 30 minutes but it, it, it helps you what it can do is like gets a little bit of stiffness out then you go for a walk or you ride mm-hmm. a, I hop on the bike a little bit, that blood flow and all that stuff that helps. Mm-hmm. Right. But in terms of, you know, you stretch for this or you stretch for that. There's only really a couple of validated reasons. One is the feeling better. And that's actually validated too. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you know, people take te- uh, uh, tests like how 
it could be as simple as like, oh, how do you feel scale of one to 10? But there's also things where uh, they test uh, a pressure response. This is one of the pain things where like <laughs> they touch you and they say, do you, do you feel better? You know, feel wor- yeah, pressure sensitivity, right? That's, right? It seems subjective, but it's real, right? They're just p- kind of poking at you and how hard they press, right? <laughs> Does it feel bad? And right. so y- your tolerance for like how hard you can, they can press on your muscle, that uh, improves. So that's right. And isn't it also like, there have been some studies around like stretching, light stretching can downgrade your nervous system a little oh, bit. Yeah, like absolutely. before bed, it can help you sleep better. Oh like- yeah, absolutely. And so there's, there's that like stretching improves your stretch tolerance, right? The pain pressure kind of threshold thing. But also there is that input into your nervous system. There's all kinds of receptors throughout our body on the skin, on the muscles, on the joints, everything. And those receptors can, I want to say compete. They can compete with uh, the, sen- uh, the other sensors that might cause uh, pain. And I say might because it's all dependent, right? There is no pain receptor. Everything is interpreted through the brain as, as one way or the other, right? There's heat, there's, you know, through the eyes, there's light, ears, there's sound, but there's no like pain, Right. Right. Because, okay, let's, let's talk about that just for a little bit. When you hear something, right, you're not, your brain, is, you're hearing sounds and like voices and, you know, music and all of that. Right. That's what you have in your head, but you're not, sounds don't exist. They're vibrations. Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't have hearing receptors we have vibration receptors right it's the same thing for pain we have a stretch response we have like temperature we have pressure and all those things whether it's pain or not depends on the context of what's happening right so the same thing for for stretching if you provide inputs to the body from a nice light stretch right you're moving in and out. It was just how we like to do stretching, our focus flexibility method, our mobility methods. You're providing your brain with good news. It feels good, mm-hmm. right? You can't argue with that. And that's right. scientifically validated, right? But, uh, and with that, the other thing that is validated is stretching does improve your range of motion. <laughs> you can't argue with that either. There's lots of right. things out there like, Oh, they ha- held stretches for 30 seconds, you know, a couple times, right? They did it like three times a week for f- four weeks and they found nothing. And that's too short, right? right. Saying stretching doesn't work is like saying uh, strengthening doesn't work. Because it takes time. Okay, so how much time, like... Say I grab one of our, like our hip mobility routine at GMB. We have a free hip mobility routine. How often do I need to do that for how long before I start seeing right. or feeling? A yeah. So there's, okay. So what you just said, feeling, you'll feel it right away. This is the stretch uh, tolerance thing, right? You'll feel it right away, but it won't last forever. Just like you said, it's just like the Dom thing. You'll feel better probably for about, well, hopefully like 30 minutes, right? But it's, imagine you do that and you do it like every day, 30 minutes, right? That adds up. And it's just like muscle building. It takes time for those sarcomeres, like those muscle fibers to build up. And that's what happens when you do, when stretching for, uh, when you're stretching and it does have a physiological effect, it does add those those uh, components of muscle fibers, sarcomeres. It does. It just straight up does. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, in terms of like, so that's what I'm, that's why it's really hard because what do you mean by working or what do you mean by having an effect? Well, you'll have this immediate effect. You'll have this kind of uh, effect on the nervous system where you can improve your stretch tolerance within a matter of a couple of weeks maybe even sooner. Some people it takes longer because they're, they're gain, you know, everything kind of turned up and you, we know these people, we talked about this before where uh, like their whole system is, is tight. 
Right. Right. I and mean, it takes, that can take a while. It can take several months, but it mm-hmm. does. It does. I don't, I don't think I've met anyone, you know, unless they've had a certain condition where uh, they haven't benefited in some way. Yeah. Right. So if in terms of like, uh, well, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but like, should you stretch when you're warmed up or you stretch when you're cold? Okay. Is it okay to stretch when you're cold? Right. Like when to stretch. Right. So the whole cold stretching or stretching when you're cold, um, that improves, that might be a marker for, for you in terms of like how this flex, how long is flexibility does it take for flexibility work to really affect you? And that can take months or even years. And we, you know, in terms of stretching cold where you don't have to warm up. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But warming up, stretching a little bit, you know, feeling better, that can happen almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll talk a little bit a little bit later. That makes sense. That's kind of rambling. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to recap. So for, for people who are like, huh, I don't know, should I stretch? We should, we should just recap it. So we yeah. know. So people know okay. if they should be stretching or not. So right. you should stretch if, number one, you want to improve your range of motion in, in certain activities. Um, yeah. So look at what you like to do. Yep. Right? If you like to rock climb, if you're in, you're like dancing where the dancing requires, you know, say contemporary or modern, that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know too much about dance, but you know if you have to get into certain postures, that's another thing too. Um, martial arts, all that kind right. of stuff. So if whatever activity you're doing requires bigger ranges than you have, stretching is something you're going to want to do. There's a, so here's another one too. And I, I think we've talked about this a bunch, but one of my favorite testimonials was from a, a man who uh, he's a plumber. He's a plumber mm. and you wouldn't even think, right? Oh, what do you mean? Well, he, he's like, I got to get behind toilets into these cabinets, all that stuff. And he's like, you better believe I got to be f- more flexible. It helps. So that's, right. a, that's an example. That's really interesting to me. Right. Cause it's not about like sports performance right. or, or any of that stuff. It's just about here's, like everyday jobs. Hey, here's another one. Roofers. Any or, kind of construction, really. Any kind of construction. Any, I had a bunch of patients like that and you bet your ass I had them stretch, right? And they got better because they, if you can't even reach up like that and you got to be doing stuff, yeah, man. So there you go. Okay, yeah. next one. What's that? So, so if you need the range of motion, stretching is going to yeah. help you. If you don't do any activity that you necessarily need more range of motion for, but you feel tight or stiff, stretching is going to help you feel right. better. Right. Those are the two things. Stretching usually makes you feel good if you do it right, if you're not crazy about it, and it improves your, your range of motion. So for me, I don't even. That's why I'm. I think all of this is silly. It's not. <laughs> it's it's not. How can you even debate that? You can't. Right. You know. And this is what I mean. Like why we're like. Why do we have to define flexibility and mobility? It just. You know. Sometimes you just gotta look and see. Well, what is this person thinking about? This client that's coming up to you. This patient. Or your friend is saying, should I stretch? Well, let's look at it. What do you need to do and how do you feel about it? Those are the two things you got to think about. Okay, great. So let's move on to a couple other topics around stretching, which is you kind of just touched on it, but when should I stretch? We get this question a lot at GMB. Um, Should I stretch after my workout, should right. I stretch before my workout? Do I need to warm up before I stretch if I'm if I'm not training? Like, do I need to do some like you know squats or jumping jacks to like get blood flow happening before I stretch? Right, that's a good question. And some of this, and again, this is the thing in the last God, I don't even know dozen years or so when those stretching studies that came out for uh, what they did was they found that you lose strength and power after stretching, right? And they did it, I think they did it in some lifting weights thing. I think they did it in running, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll link to those in the, in the show notes. And that was a big thing, right? And of course you, you take this and you know, the media science, you know, popular science media goes, look, stretching's bad. 
Were you crazy? Why are you going to do it? Look, you're going to lose strength. You're going to lose power, right? Well, if we take a little bit of a look into those, not even a big, deep look into those studies, yes, you see it, right? Um, but look at this, this but. Okay, first of all, say you see this percentage loss. And you, well, it's not, not, let's not even argue that. Yes, you have a loss in some strength and power generation. Okay, percentage loss. It depends on how significant that percentage is. So let's think about it in terms of numbers. Let's say you even have like a 30% loss, which is not, it's not even that much, right? A 30% loss means that, let, let's just run the numbers here. Say you, could, say you uh, are squatting, right? And you have a 30% loss. And that's squatting with weight, right? Like squatting with rate. And you say you have a 30% loss and that's, uh, say you're squatting hundred pounds, right? And then that means you can only squat 70 pounds, right? Is that meaningful for you? It is if you are an athlete in a powerlifting competition and that percentage means you could either be a uh, first place or second place or third place right? Say it's a percentage loss in running uh, like 10 seconds, right? And it's not 30%, but say you lose three seconds, right? And that's a race. That's what, what, that's what all these things are for, for a race. Now imagine you're running not 10 seconds, they're not a sprint. You're running for 30 minutes. That's three minutes right? You're going out for a jog. <laughs> You're going out for your normal, like kind of 5k thing, right? So first of all, there, you shouldn't be stretching before like your gold medal event. <laughs> right. If, right. If your competition depends on it, don't do it. Right. So there's that first thing. Is this going to affect your normal uh, exercise routine? No. Even if you accept that, and even if you accept it at these kind of wild 30% for you, which is not, it's more like 10, it's more like 15, it's actually more like three, 5%, right? right? So there's that. Then also what they're doing is uh, a lot of these ones, they're holding a stretch for like 30 seconds to a minute and not doing anything after, right? Touch your toes 30 seconds. Okay, now we're going to go ahead and do this, this strength test, this power test. That's not real. And there's a lot of good uh, criticisms from a lot of different people saying, well, that's not real. And there's right, another study. Yeah, and there's another study that uh, we'll link here that said they even did what I just did. Okay, so say, say uh, those percentages are real. Not even going to debate that. But let's do this. After you stretch in these protocols, which most people don't do, then let's just have you do a little dynamic work. Swing your legs a little bit. Move your arms a little bit. And you know what they found? All of those percentages leveled out. And that's what even athletes do. You don't stretch a little bit, then you go run. Then, you know, you do some high kicks. You do some, you know, Dynamic dynamic stuff for like a few minutes. So all of that stuff just tells me that it's just not real. The stretching doesn't work. Stretching makes you weak. It's all context. So there's that. And then we, I like doing this where I, okay, we can say it, say all of these things that you just said, and let's take it to be true. Well, pragmatically doesn't even make a difference because we're not all going to be every day in world championships. Then you take it even more pragmatically and like, well, what, when you mean stretch out, what does you mean and what do you do right after? Essentially, you stretch out and it's mitigated by that first warm-up set or the first five minutes of your workout. It's done. Whatever like percentage drops in strength or power, they're already mitigated. Right. So it's a non-issue. So going back to the question, then it doesn't really matter when you stretch. No, 
for your it, workout. It doesn't really matter when you stretch for your workout. It matters how you feel about it and what you're doing it for. So let's, let's do the training thing. Should you stretch before you do like handstands or stretching before you even do like lunges or squats? Well, if you're handstand, you know that your wrists need a little bit of work, your shoulders need a little bit of work, then you need to. You straight up need to stretch, okay? For the squats and lunges and things, if you know that if you don't spend like a couple minutes just sort of working your hip flexors out, you know, stretching your hamstrings a little bit, that those first two, three uh, exercises are going to be not going to be feeling good, then you should stretch out, okay? I like to stretch after, right? I do my warm-up, so I hate, it's like, oh, what do I do? Well, I'll tell you what, about five minutes, I just kind of move around a little bit and then I, I work out. And then I stretch after because I like how it feels, right? And I do that because I don't have to do a lot of work to get in these positions. And this is the whole cold stretching thing that we were talking about earlier. I've done it for how many years now? I know my body. I don't need to stretch out before I train. Well, a couple of things. Depends on what I'm doing. Right. That's how it is for me too. Like if I'm going to do handstands, I have to stretch. I have to stretch my wrists and I have to stretch my shoulders. And sometimes I even need to stretch my hips a little bit depending on what I'm doing because otherwise it's just not going to be as productive. My alignment's not going to be as good. Like there's a lot of things that won't go well if I don't stretch first. So this is the whole thing about warm up or preparation. You know, we like to call it preparation because that's more all encompassing. Mm -hmm. Right. The stretching need to be a part of your warm up and your preparation totally depends. Depends on act- you, you, you know, your body. Depends on the activity you're doing, right? So sometimes, uh, so for for example, right now, so I'm trying, I'm doing deadlifts, I'm doing all these kind of stuff. I warm up quite a bit for that because my back needs it, right? But on a day where I'm just doing like my martial arts stuff, I warm up just a little bit and I don't even stretch because it's going to be a part of it and I know I can do it. And then within like 10 minutes of it, right. It's the training, right. right? Uh, when I row, I stretch out a little bit. So again, a lot of this is because of my back. I really, I know what my back needs. Right. And so this is why we're always like, be mindful of your training. Think about it before and after your training, the ponder part of our five P's. Then you start to know yourself over time. Right. 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 And especially if you've had like an, if you've had an injury or something like your back's bothered you before my wrists have bothered me before. We know that these are areas. So even if we, even if we get a new program that we're working on and it's not included in the program, we're going to spend some extra time on that. Yeah. You kind of know yourself, right? You have to know yourself. Now this is the hard part too. Is like, what if you don't know yourself? I remember Mm -hmm. we were talking about that. Like I like stretching out cold. Like I say it too, I've said it in videos and, and, and even some articles. Like I like it. I, I, when people say, do you have to warm up? I'm like, I think sometimes you shouldn't because then when you stretch, you're going to be more aware of like, am I doing too much? Right. Your, right. your body will tell you, but you made a good point. You're like, well, what if, if you're new to all this, maybe you don't know what too much is. Right. Like if, if you haven't been stretching a lot in your life, I wouldn't recommend stretching cold, right, right. but if you know your body really well and you, you know, you've been stretching a lot throughout your life, it's, you'll probably be able to tell what's too much and what's right. not. And so, so that's good because there's two aspects of there. Cause I didn't really think about that. And that's hard because I'm like, Oh, I can do it. And it's good. You kind of just think about it. it, makes you think about it. But then I kind of forget, or maybe I never even really had that whole thing where I didn't know what too far was. Right. I didn't know this. And so when you, uh, that's why we do have like in our programs and our articles and, you know, when we counsel trainers, right, the, the professionals that are working with you, you know, that's why you should warm up or, or tell your clients or tell your, you know, yourself, okay, I'm going to give myself five minutes of skin and blood moving. Uh, it's not quite even another reason why in focus flexibility method and the GMB mobility, I do active stuff before 
I say, okay, move into and out of it. That's stretching and warming up. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Okay, so just to recap, it's okay to stretch before your workout. It's okay to stretch after your workout. It's okay to stretch on rest breaks in between sets of stuff. It's whatever is going to work for you, whatever you're in need of flexibility for or not in your session. But with the caveat being, if you're if you're new to stretching, maybe warm up a little bit before you stretch. And if you're used to stretching, explore what it's like to stretch without warming up and see right, how that feels too. Right. And so that also goes into, well, what is it better to be passive about it or is it better to be active This is what I was it? just going to ask. So right. what's the difference between all of these? Active right. stretching, passive stretching, static stretching, mm-hmm. dynamic. Well, static and passive is the whole thing. Again, you're sitting on the floor. You kind of just bend forward and you try to relax as much as possible and you just stretch your hamstrings out. Static. You hold it 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Uh, right. Passive meaning you're just kind of letting your body drop into it using gravity, all these type of things. That's what things we talk about. This actually is necessary to improve flexibility. Right. You have to give your body that kind of stimulus to to change those muscle fibers. You have to. Right. So is that does that mean it's better? Well, again, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you need to improve that stretch tolerance to get into certain positions, then you're going to need to spend some time in passive, you know, so-called passive static, right? Active or dynamic stretching or mobility work when people say is when you move, you use your body to move into and out of it actively. So an active hamstring stretch would be swinging, you know, not like ballistic, rah, rah, right? But kind of lifting your leg up and down straight, mm-hmm. right? This, and could something like the bear walk? Yeah, that's another thing too, right? These locomotions where you're actually moving things or even the simple exercises. So this is another thing too, uh, when people say stretching doesn't work or whatever. Well, even moving through exercises like a squat or a lunge, or any kind of variety of those things. That's stretching too, because you're moving, hopefully, through a full range of motion. And anytime you go through a full range of motion, that implies that you're going to the end of your ranges of motion, right? And you don't necessarily have to hold it there, but you're going into and out of it. That's stretching. So that's what I think when we talk about more dynamic stretching. And again, why I think the whole debate is just useless, because we don't separate things out like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that, the, the trouble with, well, not the trouble, but the particular issue with that is you have to do a lot of reps and a lot of volume to get that, that time in those positions that perhaps you could have gotten if you spent like a minute of three sets in passive stretching. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. say you do lunges and you know that at the end of your lunge, there's a little bit of that stretch, right? You can do that. You can totally do active lunges in and out. But, you know, but that stimulus to the body to improve, you know, that muscular response, the structural muscular response, not talking about like the neurological, like stretch tolerance things. You're going to have to do a lot of reps, like a lot. Nothing wrong with that. You should. But again, we're not doing, that's the trouble, man. All these things that people are saying, I'm like, why are you choosing one or the other? Why not both? I was just going to, so I was just going to ask. Why not both? It only takes like a few minutes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So something that was included with our focus flexibility program and is also like huge in our new GMB mobility program is a combination of static or passive stretching and as well as active. Yeah, man moving doesn't even stretching. take that much longer and so that's why i've been doing this for years my own stuff right i remember this distinctly i was like 13 14 i was doing what, what was i doing at that time oh taekwondo i think so that's my thing right i have martial arts lots of stuff and i remember i was a kid and i don't know if it was a magazine might have even been a bodybuilding magazine that was another thing too man oh man in the 80s and 90s 
those bodybuilding magazines. Oh, so good. If I would have saved them all, man, I'd have boxes and boxes. But anyway, this was before anything. And they were talking about PNF. Right? So what's PNF? For PNF, you know, the, uh, the proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Uh, it's a therapy technique, physical therapy. But even back then, this, this was this, it must have been late 80s. It was already kind of trickling into uh, to sports stuff mm-hmm. and even like into you know bodybuilding magazine and it's just not just but what it is is like contracting and relaxing into an out of position or hold, going into the stretch this is the classic one right you go into the stretch then you do an isometric contraction right you push against the unyielding thing like the floor or whatever and then you relax and you're able to stretch a little bit more so actually, I was doing that a long time ago, before I was even a therapist, before whatever, just because I read it in the magazine, right? And so that kind of informed me throughout. And it's like, oh, fuck, you should do this, right? And so, yes, that's why we, we've been doing that method for forever since we started. It's almost 10 years now. Actually, it will be 10 years depending on this podcast when this releases. Right. That's right? true. That's true. Right? And again, why, why are you choosing that's another thing too. It, it's, it's just the thing. It's marketing, man. You're just like, okay, I want to promote my thing. That means I got to have something else that it is against. Right. Silly. Okay. So wait, let's talk about one thing that has come up for me and for a lot of people with, with uh, flexibility work that I feel like ties into this conversation about doing both static and um, active stretching. Sure which is the idea that you work on your flexibility, you gain ranges of motion, and then you wake up the next day and you don't have them. Right. You got to like start all over again. So yeah. how, do you, how do you get it to stick? What's, mm-hmm. what's that about? Well, first, this kind of goes back to what we're saying or like what are those gains anyway? Well, the gains immediately within like 30 minutes or that day are straight up neurological the stretch tolerance thing. Like what is the, how, how would I say this? Okay. So we have a stretch reflex response in our muscles, right? If you stretch too far, right? Your body's gonna, there's a, it's a reflex. That's not even like to the brain. It's like, it's within your muscles and it's to pre- prevent injury. Right. Right. To keep you from uh, popping joints out. of Yeah. Your keep you from, you know, Tearing your muscles or whatever. So that's that. That's at the level of the muscle. Then there's also the kind of neurological nervous system thing. Those things are affected immediately, right? But they're not long lasting. Well, the ah, see, this is complicated, man, because the, the nervous system thing is long lasting, but it takes time. Right. It's not, it's not going to, you stretch once, it's not going to stick right. long term. Right, right, because right. Because you haven't conditioned your nervous system. That's it. And so let's think about that. So over time, you're going to have structural changes to the muscles, which is the building of the sarcomeres, all that stuff. Months, right? Maybe weeks. Mm-hmm. Depends on, on your history, but probably more likely months, right? But not saying you're not going to see any benefit in months. That's also not true. You're going to see these nervous system changes, right? Which is that, okay, if your brain, your nervous system interprets uh, emotion as a threat, then it's going to like turn up that response and like, oh no, don't stretch that far. That's too much. And it's, it's not even necessarily like having to deal with pain. It's just the way it is. Like, oh, I don't want that. So the body wants to keep everything kind of level, right? Right. It does. So you need a stimulus to, to make it want to improve it. And it has to be something that's just enough because you, you both need enough stimulus to make it want to improve. Cause if you don't have enough, it won't, right. but if it's too much, then it won't either because it's like, what the hell? Right. Right. So that's the thing is why it takes time. It's because you, you need to be able to, this is hard. Like I, I have to, say all these things without the straight up technical terms, but that's what it is now. How, and so that's the stickiness part. The stickiness means that once you have that range, even if it only lasts for like that 
30 minutes. You have to move through that range and give your brain, here's the thing, here's the thing, a new map, right? A new thing of, okay, this is fine, this is normal. And the map changes, the cortical mapping. That's, a, that's a, the, the technical term for it, whether it involves pain or range of motion or even strength. You have that, I remember that whole thing of like uh, small women lifting women, uh, lifting their cars off their kids and stuff. That's in real. A, in emergencies. In emergencies, right? Right. Because you can ramp your nervous system that right. way. Right. Because it, you override it, right? So what we're talking about here isn't that dramatic thing, but it's a gradual kind of, and it's not overriding, it's just adjustment. So that's how you make it stick is you have to do it very regularly. And then after let's, let's be really specific in the stretching. You have to say you static stretch, like a dynamic stretch, whatever your stretching is. Right. And then you have this window of time where it's like, Oh wow, I can do more. That's when you do more and you do locomotions, you do more exercise. You basically have to, create this environment where you do more within that range and you it tells your brain your nervous system this is the new thing now right and it doesn't what will happen is oh it's the new thing now and then you wake up the next morning and it'll be it won't be as good as it was before but uh, at, during but it'll be better than it was before right so say you're like this and then you stretch and you're like oh yeah that's awesome you have this right here then you go to sleep it goes here, but you still have this little bit. Right. And then that little bit goes over time. So it's basically just conditioning your body to feel like it's safe. Yeah, man. In these new positions. And that takes time. Right. Um, I can use myself as an example of this. So since quarantine has been happening, I decided to like really work on stretching my splits more. Oh, yeah, cool. Because I've, they're not awesome. Um, and so I've been doing it almost every night this whole time. And I wouldn't say that my range has improved and that I can go deeper, but I'm no longer sweating at all (laughs) while I'm stretching. Um, I can actually be comfortable and not like kind of stressed out while I'm stretching them. Um, So those are like, even though like my, my, I can't go deeper yet. Um, it feels better when you're in. It's definitely, and I and I do it cold, so I don't. I don't see. Warm up that's another I thing too. I so did that. Uh, it improves. You know, talking about yoga and all that. So back bending was. Oh man, it's still not good for me. And it's massive in Ashtanga, right at the end of the of the practice. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was for all those months at night, I'd take like 15, 30 minutes, and I just do that. I'm like, I want to work on that. And yeah, it's the, I, it's funny that you said it because it was the same experience. I didn't necessarily get deeper. Some some days I did, but mm-hmm. it just the anxiety was gone. Right, right. In that last ten minutes, especially when like you know your teachers like pulling you, it was like I didn't have that the sweating. When you said sweating, that's totally what it is because it's like, oh god, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's all context. So that's totally right. Okay, so I have one last question, what? which is. So our new GMB mobility program, you have static stretches. Well, you have an active warm-up. Then you do have some static stretches. And then we do locomotions. And why do you have the locomotions in there at the end? What is it about using, like, your body in a more active, strength-based way after stretching? What does that do for our well, ranges of motion? Part of it is, like, what we just talked about. It's taking your body through those new ranges of motion. And also... Uh, there's something about quadruped mobility, meaning using all four limbs and being uh, either inverted, inversion is part of it too. I totally believe that where you're sort of, you know, you're flipped upside down, but that's what it is. It's something new, like fully new. And I think, uh, I have to go, there's definitely research for this, but novel, what they call novel stimulus is so good for you, Mm -hmm. right? And again, it it depends on uh, gradations. You know, I'm not, you're not throwing yourself into like a, I don't even know, what's that? 
where you're just making yourself do crazy, crazy stuff all the time. But the stimulus, having something like brand new, there's something to it. There's something. Well, and that's kind of what we built our vitamin program with that idea, right? Right. So the whole motor control thing is exposing your body to, to different movements in a way that's, you know, gradual and, and, and all that, but it's just something we don't do throughout the day. So that's why we see, and we talked about this a little bit before where people go, and I don't know what it is, but after like one week of elements or, you know, working on the bear for like three days, something changed, you know, my shoulder feels better. My back feels better. Or even like, not even that, like it doesn't even have to be related to pain. They're just like, I don't know what it is, but I just feel better, mm-hmm. right? And that's the newness of it, the novel stimulus. Uh, and in particular, like uh, for GME Mobility and our other programs, locomotion is the way we teach it and the different variations. They, uh, they go into really kind of distinct new ranges of motion in an interesting way, mm-hmm. right? And so you, you have those two things. It's, it's the newness, the stimulus to your brain with this kind of novel activity. And it's also going into and out of these ranges that you've just worked on. And then also that uh, are, they are actually functional, practical for a lot of the things that we want to do, right? Stooping, kneeling down, being able to, to move your hands overhead, behind you, all of those types of things. So that's why we love locomotions. It's not, uh, it's not because they're magic or anything, but some, some people they are because they're so new. Right. Now, if you're used to a lot of this, then your the effect is going to be lower. Sure. But who's used to this performing athletes, <laughs> martial artists, dancers, right? They're already used to it. Right. But I mean, I even like, I've been doing locomotion with GMB for almost five four or five years now and i still get new stuff from it all the time because you're able to explore within it too so that's another thing too is like say you're into brazilian jiu-jitsu or wrestling or you're a dancer or you're uh or even a rock climber you know all these things yeah yeah where you're moving your body into different places you're going to discover things within it because you're coming from that place too where you're like oh i know what this is now Right. So that's the thing. There's a benefit for those, you know, more experienced people. And there's a benefit for beginners because for beginners, it's all new. They don't even need to think about it. But if you are experienced in athletes and performance and doing other things, and this is what I get out of it too, is like, oh, wow, I see this now. This is super interesting. We get a lot of emails and comments about that too. It's like, oh, I've been doing this for so long. And then I started doing some of your exercises and like, wow, this is really helpful for that. That's what, that's the distinction. So either you don't know, right? You're a beginner. You don't know. And maybe you don't even care. You just know it feels good. Then, Mm -hmm. or you're an experienced athlete and performer and you're like, this is it. Wow. I love it. So, so that whole kind of range of comments and feedback makes sense. If you think about it. So we have a ton of free, flexibility routines so Um, many basically you can just search gmb hips shoulders ankles wrists we have tons of them but if people want to get one of our programs what do you feel like is the main difference um like that people need to think about if they want to purchase gmb mobility versus something like elements since there are locomotion exercises in both yeah that's a good one uh elements is for uh Say you really want to take a deep dive into locomotion and you either want to dedicate a whole practice session to it or a whole training block of a few weeks to it. Uh, GMB mobility uh, we made as either an adjunct, right? So you can do it uh, as a warm up before, or you're just interested in, can I do a whole full body thing and, and work on it that way? Uh, and I'm just interested in feeling better that way. So that's yeah, the difference. It's, it's not quite as high of an intensity level as yeah. something like elements. Right. And that's another thing too, is like, say you have some particular things with your back or your wrists or your shoulders or your knees. Um, and there's modification to elements, right? We do it all the time and you just email in GMB mobility 
probably would be better just to start with. You don't even have to worry about it too much. Now there's a caveat though, because I'm not saying everybody can do it. Most people can do it. I actually had a friend where he had a couple of knee replacements and he couldn't do it. He had to adjust it too much. That's probably a rare case. Right. Right. And he was better off doing, he, he found some different kind of actually yoga things and it's really working well for him. I'm like, yeah, do that. Right. So I can't say a hundred percent, but I can say 90 plus percent GMB mobility. You can jump right into. Cool. Awesome. This has been a great conversation. I feel like, uh, you know, as a trainer, I get, there's a lot of chatter in the training world about yeah, stretching and flexibility. It's and ridiculous. Then, you know, Doesn't make any why? sense. Right. And it confuses clients because. So dumb. <laughs> So no, I'm glad that we did this. I think it's well-intentioned. You know, you, you just want to do the best for yourself and for your clients, but you got to look at it a little bit differently. And so, yeah, I'm glad that we could talk about it this way. I'm kind of being facetious about it. Like, oh, all you have to do is this. But just like I said earlier, sometimes I forget, man. You and me, we can forget we've been doing this so long. Right? Right. Oh, I can stretch out cool. What are you talking about? The splits thing? I can still do. I can do the splits right now. I was just going to say for people who don't, <laughs> who have not been in a seminar with Charlo, he could be laying on the floor, almost asleep. And I'd be like, Hey, can you do the splits? And he sits up and rolls over and is just like, boom, in his split. No problem. Yeah. Pretty spectacular. Well, it's not good for me though. And I bet you, <laughs> so, all right, here's another thing. This is happy birthday to me. I had my birthday last week. I am Ooh. 46 freaking years old. So I don't know how much, well, I'll probably be able to still do it, but you know what I'm saying? It's how many years, man. Again, I've been doing this since at least 12, like actively stretching, actively doing since for so that long. Right. Yeah. I've been into it, man. I've been into it that long. Right. Yeah. And so that's what people don't realize when you're looking at people, you know, not me or whatever, but you're seeing these kind of athletes, or you're on the Instagram and you're looking at these people with these performances, man, first of all, they've been doing it a long time and at a high level for a long time. Plus the amount of work they're doing is way beyond what, most what a normal person. Can oh do. man. Yeah. I mean, you the, the amount realize. of training time you have to put into that. Right. And nothing wrong with that. High. Nothing wrong with that where you're just spending hours and hours a day and nothing wrong with not wanting to do that. Right. That you have to realize that's what you're comparing yourself to. Plus you cannot discount the fact that are genetic factors. I'll, I'll say it for myself, man. Right. I remember just starting out, you know, 12, 13, whatever, all right. I wasn't that flexible, but I was within like two, three months. And maybe right. that was not normal. Right. And I don't, I'm like the opposite. Every ounce of flexibility I have, I've had to work so yeah. hard for. I remember being in my twenties at one point and not being able to touch my toes. So the fact that like I can do some of this stuff now, it's taken a while, but. But yeah. you did it. And so combine that though right? Let's talk about me some more, <laughs> but combined that I had that kind of advantage and I worked my ass off on it. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing, man. Try not to compare. It's hard. It's hard. I do the same thing with a lot of stuff that I like, right? Martial arts and you know, strength stuff. I'm like, dude, look at this woman or look at this man. Holy crap. But then I got to step back and go, okay, well this, this, and this. Right. Right. But you can improve, man. You can. Yeah. You just got to take time. It's hard. I know it's hard to be patient, but you know that's sort of what we have to we have to keep reminding people. Well, forget about next week. Forget about next month. Think about six months from now. Think about next year. Right. If you're older, think about maintaining. Right. Right, right now, if I'm 46, if I can maintain for another 20 years, 30 years, that's just just as good as progressing. Right. Totally. It meant, like, I think, okay, I'm 66. If I can be like I am now in terms of mobility at 66, dude, come on now. All right. So that's yep. a good way to frame it. Well, thanks. 
That was yep. that was good. Yeah. All right. Super good. Okay, so if any uh, any of you listening, watching, have any questions, uh, email us howdy at gmb.io. We got a good staff of coaches and support staff ready to answer you. Rose I might be one, one of them. them. Yep, one you might them. get an answer for me. Also, too, on the Facebooks, IG, YouTube, you know, we all monitor that. Uh, we got show notes here. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Bye. Bye.